Welcome back to Med School Radio. This is Simon here in Texas, and I'm looking at UWorld, looking at other Q banks, trying to learn as much as I can, and trying to improve my score. So, as an older student, I am almost 55. I'll be graduating 55, uh, and I haven't taken the USMLE yet. I am somewhat at a disadvantage. So I'm trying to do well on the USMLE to help my chances in getting a residency. One thing I've found that really helps is slowing myself down on the questions, really slowing myself down so that I understand every single word of the question and the explanation. One of the big problems I have is when I read the question stem, I often read it too fast and I miss key points. This is a bad thing, and I hope that you're not making that same mistake. Okay, today let's look at some of the summaries of the questions from the QBanks. Let's start with flutamide. Flutamide is a non-steroid anti-androgen that acts as a competitive inhibitor of testosterone receptors. It is used in combination with long-acting gonadotropin-releasing hormone agonists for the treatment of prostate cancer. Next, GTP. GTP is synthesized by succinyl-CoA synthetase. During the conversion of succinyl-CoA to succinate in the citric acid cycle, during gluconeogenesis, phospho Phosphoenolopyrite, let me say it again, phosphoenolpyruvate carboxykinase uses GTP to synthetize, to synthesize phosphoenolopyruvate from oxaloacetate. And if you can say that backwards, I'll give you a prize. Okay, let's talk about trichinomus vaginitis. It is caused by a motile protozoan which can be seen on wet mount microscopy of vaginal discharge. It presents with a yellow-green vaginal discharge and vaginal burning and is transmitted sexually. Immature T lymphocytes express both the CD4 and CD8 cell surface antigens in addition to a complete TCR or a pro-TCR. These lymphocytes exist in the thymic cortex where they undergo positive selection and in the thymic medulla where they undergo negative selection. I'll say that again. These immature T lymphocytes exist in the thymic cortex where they undergo positive selection and in the thymic medulla where they undergo negative selection. Hypokalemia in an otherwise healthy individual, a healthy young adult with a normal BMI and a preoccupation with body size is concerning for self-induced vomiting associated with bulimia, bulimia nervosa. Common physical examination findings in bulimia nervosa include tachycardia, hypotension, painless bilateral 
parotid gland swelling, calluses or scarring on the dorsum of the hand, and erosion of dental enamel. So remember that you would have hypokalemia in a healthy person with normal BMI if they have self-induced vomiting. Patients with long-standing, poorly controlled diabetes mellitus are at a high risk for developing distal symmetric polyneuropathy, which is called diabetic neuropathy. Symptoms generally include progressive numbness, tingling, and burning or stabbing pain in the feet and or toes that progresses approximately. You might get a question asking what type of pain it is. It's a burning, stabbing pain. And painful neuropathy is treated with serotonin, norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. Gabapentinoids or tricyclic antidepressants. Okay, so they remember that this last line that the neurop- neuropathy is treated with serotonin, norepinephrine, reuptake inhibitors, gabapentinoids, or tricyclic antidepressants. Gigantism is caused by excessive growth hormone. GH during childhood and is characterized by accelerated linear growth, prognathism, and bony enlargement of the hands and feet. GH excess after closure of the epiphyseal growth plate causes acromegaly. GH has direct effects on target tissues and indirect effects mediated by insulin growth factor one secretion from the liver. I'll say that last line again. Growth hormone has direct effects on target tissues and indirect effects mediated by insulin-like growth factor one, which is secreted from the liver. Tracheoesophageal fistula with esophageal atresia results from failure of the primitive foregut to appropriately divide into separate trachea and esophageal structures. Infants present shortly after birth with excessive secretions and choking slash cyanosis during feeds. That is tracheoesophageal fistula. Type 2 pneumocytes have important functions. Regeneration of the alveolar lining following injury and surfactant production. When the glomerular filtration rate or GFR is normal, relatively large decreases in GFR result in only small increases in serum creatinine. Conversely, When the GFR is significantly decreased, small decrements in GFR produce relatively large changes in serum creatinine. A good rule of thumb is that every time GFR halves, serum creatinine doubles. Okay. So let's read that again. When the 
GFR is normal, relatively large decreases in GFR result in only small increases in serum creatinine. Conversely, when GFR is significantly decreased, small decrements in GFR produce relatively large changes in serum creatinine. A good rule of thumb is that every time GFR halves, serum creatinine doubles. Estrogen or progesterone receptor positivity in breast cancer indicates expected sensitivity to tamoxifen and aromatase inhibitor treatment. HER2 overexpression in breast cancer suggests a more aggressive tumor that typically responds to therapy with the anti-HER2 monoclonal antibody trastuzumab. Internuclear ophthalmoplegia is a disorder of impaired horizontal gaze caused by a lesion in the medial longitudinal fasciculus, which is the MLF. The affected eye, ipsilateral to the lesion, is unable to adduct, while the contralateral eye is able to adduct or adduct, excuse me, to abduct. Let me read that again. The affected eye, ipsilateral to the lesion, is unable to adduct, while the contralateral eye is able to abduct, often with associated nystigmas. Convergence and the pupillary light reflex are preserved because these pathways bypass the MLF. So that is internuclear ophthalmoplegia. A little bit complicated, so check it out. Mitral valve prolapse with regurgitation is the most common predisposing condition for native valve infective endocarditis, or IE, in developed nations. Rheumatic heart disease remains a frequent cause of infective endocarditis in developing nations. So remember, rheumatoid heart disease in developing nations, and for developed nations, think about mitral valve prolapse with regurgitation. The primary side effects of statins include myopathy and hepatitis. The side effects of statins include myopathy and hepatitis. Fibrates such as gemfibrozil can impair hepatic clearance of statins, increasing the risk of severe myopathy. Okay, remember that gemfibrozil can impair hepatic clearance of the statins. And then you'd have myopathy. In the polio pathway, P-O-L-Y-O-L, aldose reductase converts glucose into sorbitol, which is slowly metabolized into fructose by sorbitol dehydrogenase. Chronic hyperglycemia overwhelms this pathway, causing intracellular sorbitol accumulation and increased osmotic slash oxidative 
stress. This accelerates cataract development in patients with diabetes and contributes to the pathogenesis of diabetic retinopathy, neuropathy, and nephropathy. So remember the polyol pathway, P-O-L-Y-O-L. The H-band is the region of the sarcomere that contains only thick myosin filaments. The H-band is the part of the A-band, which is on either side of the M-line, where thick filaments have no overlapping thin or actin filaments. I always get this wrong on questions. But if you can memorize this, you'll be a champion. First-generation antihistamines are nonspecific and interact with multiple receptors, including the muscarinic receptor. This leads to anticholinergic effects, for example, fever, flushing, mydriasis, urinary retention, tachycardia, and altered mental status. So remember this about first-generation antihistamines. They interact with multiple receptors. Multiple myeloma should be suspected in elderly patients who have any combination of osteolytic lesions, hypercalcemia, anemia, or acute kidney injury. Renal disease is most commonly caused by light chain cast nephropathy, nephropathy, in which free light chains form obstructive casts in the renal tubules. Monoclonal paraproteins are not detected by urine dipstick, which detects only albumin but both spot and 24-hour protein concentrations will be elevated. Multiple myeloma. Maple syrup urine disease classically presents with irritability, dystonia, poor feeding, and maple syrup sent to the patient's urine within the first few days of life. Dietary restriction of branched-chain amino acids, for example, leucine, Isoleucine and valine is the hallmark of treatment. That is maple syrup urine disease. Okay, let's talk about reduced cardiac output. The reduced cardiac output in heart failure leads to decreased renal perfusion and consequent stimulation of the renin angiotensin aldosterone system in a maladaptive effort to maintain effective blood volume. Inactive angiotensin 1 is converted into active angiotensin 2 by endothelial-bound angiotensin-converting enzyme in the lungs. So remember that about reduced cardiac output in heart failure and that it leads to decreased renal perfusion, which then leads to stimulation of the RAS system. Okay. Sleepwalking. A common non-REM parasomnia of childhood occurs during slow wave sleep, which is stage N3 which is characterized by delta waves on EEG. Remember, sleepwalking and delta waves. Sleepwalking typically occurs during the first half of the night when slow wave sleep is most prominent. Sleepwalking, 
delta waves on EEG. Older children with absent seizures may also develop generalized onset tonic, clonic, or myoclonic seizures, although ethosuximide is effective against isolated absent seizures, it is not effective for tonic-clonic seizures. Valproic acid is a broad-spectrum anti-epileptic that treats both types of seizures. Allogenic hematopoietic stem cell grafts normally include donor CD3 T-cells that can initiate graft versus host disease, a widespread inflammatory response that can damage multiple organs. Depletion of donor CD3 T-cells prior to transplant decreases the risk of GVHD, but also it decreases the beneficial graft versus tumor effect, increasing the likelihood of cancer relapse. So thanks very much for tuning into this news episode of Med School Radio. I'll be back with some more news. Thanks a lot, and good luck with your USMLE training. <laughs>